Okay, so I wanted to come on here and talk about just this journey I've been on lately and how I'm feeling now. How I'm really feeling now because I just feel like, you know, I keep hearing the spirit of rejection thing, but it's not like, you know, I don't really think that that's really for me. I don't think that message is for me because, you know, in reality, you know, I did, they just, you know, I know what happened. I, you had to be here. And a lot of times, like, I realized, like, even though you want to be able to count on the people who are praying, you want to be able to, you know, pray with them and hope that their prayers are working or reaching God. You want to, you want to, you want to hope that your own prayers are doing that. You can feel the difference. You can feel when they actually are, especially when you get to a certain point, to a certain extent. And the issue with everything is that, a lot of times, you know, they aren't. A lot of times people are being used by Satan. They are being used by him. Like, he'll do certain things, and I'll know that it's him doing that. And then other people will say something, saying that it's, it's a prophetic word. This is what God wants you to know. And you know for a fact that it was Satan who told them that. And he laughs. And he, you know, he is mocking, mocking me, mocking God. And... It, like, it's hard to, you know, it's so frustrating because at this point, like, when he get now, now, the thing is that Satan, that's what he's going to do. I didn't realize that he had so much power to be able to use so many people. You know, I really did not even realize that he had that much power. And then even in saying that, it's like, don't say Satan has any power. But if Satan doesn't have any power, then why is all of this happening in my life? Why, is all, why are all these people being used in my life? If Satan really doesn't have any power and... It's frustrating to me because to a certain extent, it does feel like God is lying to me. To a certain extent, it does feel like he does not want me to know certain things in order to keep me blind. Not blind. He doesn't want me to be blind, but just to keep me like stupid and happy. It feel like stupid and happy because, you know, and I think about it like he's always saying how much power Satan doesn't have and how much control Satan doesn't have. But then at the same time, he's, you know... You, he's not responsible for your sin. He's not responsible for the mistakes that you make. So if you're in full control and you, you know, you're you're in control of everything good, but you're not in control of anything bad, but we're supposed to take responsibility. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand a lot of things. I don't understand why God would even create evil, you know, if he didn't want people to be that. And a lot of times it's frustrating because it's like, yeah, he created free will. So, of course, I know that he wants us to be able to make a choice. So that's why he had to give us a choice to make. But it, there's still choices to make without evil. So it's just frustrating. And especially seeing that, you know, in, in the end, in the Bible, su supposedly, you know, there's supposed to be a revelation where you where you eliminate evil as a whole. And then by then we still have our free will. So that could have always been. And I don't understand why we live in a world where, you know, evil is a choice, but you don't want us to make that choice. And or it's not our it's not your responsibility when we make that choice, but it was you who created it. But um, another thing that just frustrates me so much is the fact that, you know, how Satan so supposedly does not have any power. He does. He he does not have any control. He is not on God's level. But then what is this ongoing war between God and Satan?
And then someone can say, well, it's not the war between God and Satan. It's the war for your soul. It's the war for you um, over, you know, between, you know, good and bad for you. Same thing. And, you know, it's frustrating because, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I really feel like, you know, as far as, you know, the power that Satan has and what he's able to do and how he's able to, you know, affect God's children and get away with it. I feel like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of similarities. It, it seemed like not, I don't want to say it's a lot of similarities. I don't believe, I don't truly believe that. I just feel like it's a lot of different things that I'm, that's being lied to, that I'm being lied to about. Like that's not, that's not being, you know, the truth is not really being revealed enough. And I feel like if it was, maybe I would see it differently. Maybe I wouldn't, you know, appreciate, you know, certain things that I've been taught that are not true. And then by then, you know, maybe I wouldn't, you know, choose God. And so certain things have to be, you know, hidden from me because so that I can choose him. And the thing is, like, you know, I don't, I never saw it like that because I felt like, what what does God have to hide? Because in reality, I will still choose him. I don't feel like, what is the point of choosing someone bad? I'm not bad, you know? So I don't even see the reason in choosing Satan unless, of course, you know, Satan is not bad, but he is, you know, I've met him. He is, he, he really is. And he's a liar. But, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't, how I'm trying to explain it. It's frustrating because he, I don't know. It felt like if Satan don't really have no real power, if Satan is really nobody, then why is he getting away with all of this? Why is he capable of doing all of this? If Satan has no real power, then nobody in my life should be, you know, being used by him. If Satan has no real power, then all these different things shouldn't be happening. At this point, it's like, who's the liar? Because I'm not lying about this stuff happening in my life. So, you know, where, where are the lies? Because if this, if the, all of this stuff that's happened in my life is reflective of Satan or this is Satan or is God doing this in my life? And the thing is, I don't have a problem with saying that it's God doing this in my life. I don't have a problem with saying, yes, this is God doing all of this in my life, of course, but that's going to make me look at him totally different. I mean, I want to lie. No, it's not, but it's just going to, it's going to make me handle things differently, differently for sure. Where, you know, if I feel like this is God doing this in my life and God, like even all of the, you know, evil things and all the bad things that's going on in my life, I'm just going to have to start taking more initiative. I can't count on him as much as I thought I could. I can't see him as, you know, I know he's almighty and all powerful, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he's going to do anything to to save me. That doesn't mean he's going to, he's going to actually help me. And you know, that's sad because I never wanted to think that, you know, God would never actually, wouldn't actually help you. So it's like, what is the point? Because at this point, it's like Satan is never going to help you. But sometimes, you know, at some point, God doesn't even help you. So then you might as well, you know, help yourself because what other option do you have? And it's so frustrating because now at this point, like, you know, I never judged people who chose that decision. I just didn't understand it. But now I'm starting to feel like I understand it. I understand it more now. Like, it's like you helped yourself because God wasn't helping and Satan wasn't helping. What were you supposed to do? Were you supposed to just lay down and die? Like, because I don't understand. If God is supposed to, you know, be able to be in control of everything and Satan has no power, then, you know, 
that means he has an obligation to these things that's happening in our lives. And it, it just doesn't, it, it's frustrating to me and it doesn't make sense. But that being said, I keep getting this, this word, spirit of rejection, spirit of rejection, spirit of rejection, spirit of rejection. And the thing is like, like coming against the spirit of rejection and I'm feeling like, you know, in reality, like, like, I don't feel like that works for me because nobody rejected me. I rejected them. I'm rejecting Satan. I'm rejecting witchcraft. I'm rejecting de demonic, you know, spirits. I'm rejecting unclean spirits. I'm rejecting them. I'm the one rejecting them. So what is this spirit of rejection I keep getting? And then I also keep getting, don't talk, don't talk. Listen, this is the funny thing about it. Like, me not talking is not going to, you know... If it's really, if it's really what's going, if what's going on, what I think is going on really is really going on, the talking or whatever it is, is not going to change that. It's not going to make a difference because that's the funny, it's funny thing that they, they always want to make me feel like that. They always want to make it make sense like that. Like they love to, you know, make me feel like it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make a difference whether you talk or not. It's not going to change anything. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to care. We can use anybody. So why does it matter if I talk at all? Even according to what you say. So, and then not, that's not even my main point. My main point is the fact that no matter what I say or do, it doesn't change a thing. Like I've said so much, I've done so much. And at the end of the day, I still landed here. So you cannot tell me that talking is not going to, you know, that talking, my, this talking makes a difference, especially knowing that, you know, a lot of times I don't even have certain information at certain times. Like it's being wiped up from my memory until a, until a certain time. So you're not getting informa any information that you're not meant to have at all. So you can't tell me about talking. And, you know, I just think that that's a way to try and keep me from expressing myself. Because, you know, once I feel so shut in, I feel like I'm holding all this stuff in. You know, it's that's never good for anybody. That's really never good for anybody. And somebody could say that, you know, that talking is, is what gets you, makes you a target and so on and so forth. But you don't, you need to understand that that's not true because in reality, I was a target before I ever started talking. So, and I mean that like, even when I was born, like when I was born from the second I was born and, you know, I mean that now, like with me not talking about this situation, me not telling anybody what God told me, me not telling anybody what God is doing in my life. And I still was a target before, you know, I actually started talking about it. So it has nothing to do with talking, especially when they can hear my thoughts. It has nothing to do with talking, especially when they are listening to my prayers. And I'm talking about the prayers I say in my head. It has nothing to do with talking. Like talking is the least of, you know, they want me to believe that talking is what's affecting it because they want me to believe that it's a flesh and blood battle. It's not even a flesh and blood battle. So it's not about talking. But when I talk, you know, I feel like hopefully this can get across to somebody who will find encouragement. And one, I just got, you know, a confirmation that that's actually true because I was watching somebody else's, you know, video. And she was like, the only reason I'm talking about this is because I hope that somebody can find encouragement in my story and what I'm going through. And I found encouragement in it. 
it landed on the right person that landed on me. And I was able to use that to, you know, I was motivated by her story. I was motivated to fight this through. I was motivated to, you know, believe that there's a chance for me in this world. There's a chance for other people in this world. I'm not the only person battling this. And this is not normal. Do not get used to this as if it's normal. That's what they want you to do. They want you to think it's normal so that they can keep on abusing you. It's never going to happen. So it's very, you know, even though I feel like, you know, I don't understand why it seems like what I'm going through is on such a national level. It's on such an international level. You know, I don't know what this lady was going through, but I seem, it seems like a lot of the th different things that she was going through was a lot of the same things I was going through. And then I watched one of her videos that said that she was being harassed. And I'm being harassed. I don't know if you heard it just a few seconds ago, but they're throwing rocks at my window right now. So it's like, this is crazy to me. You know, I've been trying to get video proof. I've been trying to get audio proof, but the police is not going to do anything. They're, they're a part of it. The police, like, this is why, you know, it's not even fair to be living in this world because even the police that's supposed to protect you, you don't, you don't have no real protection here. Even the police that's supposed to protect you, they are, you know, of Satan. They're of Satan. And it's sad. But, you know, you know, I guess that, you know, at this point, What's so frustrating to me is what I've what I've what I've been able to like what I've been able to understand and get to, you know, what I've what conclusion I've been able to come to by now. Not even it's not even a conclusion, it's not concluding, but the understanding I've been able to acquire by up until this point. And that would be the fact that, you know, if this is Jesus, if this really is God, you know, I it's like a lot of this stuff just seems really, really off. Really off. Because, like, I just remember, you know, I I remember saying something when I was around, like, 12, 14, maybe. I said it in my head. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't say nothing to nobody about it. I just thought it. I just felt it. And it was repeated back to me a few months ago. And I don't understand how anybody will ever have access to that information but God, because that's who I said it to. And the way that it was said back to me, it felt like, you know, God was mocking me and mocking my pain and mocking my, you know, turmoil. And it's almost like he's laughing at me and enjoying me being hurt. And I had tried to come to terms with that, feeling like, you know, maybe he enjoys me being hurt because how many times... You know, he tried to warn me against what I was doing and I just ignored him and went on anyways with it. You know, maybe that's why he enjoys me being hurt. But it's, that's still not the God I signed up to serve. And I'm not even trying to say it like I signed up. You know, I know what I'm supposed to expect from God. God is like no one. His ways are not, not our ways and he works in mysterious ways. But why would I want to serve a God who mocks my turmoil in the way that he did? Like, the thing is, what I said was, you know... Uh, I, th I said, I wish I never existed. I wish I had never existed. I just wish I had never existed. I wish that I was dead. Not only that I was dead, but that I had never existed. Because I, to die would mean that, you know, I would leave behind whoever and they would be affected by my death. And I didn't want to affect anyone by my death. 
And to have never existed, you know, I felt like it was so much better because it seemed like it was no reason for me to have existed in this world. It just feels like it. It's like all these different things that's going on, you know, it feels like it was just no reason to have ever existed. Like, just like they said to Judas, you know, it would, you know, it would have been better for you to have never existed. I mean, Judas was wrong for stealing out of the money bag. Judas was wrong for selling Jesus over for 30 shekels. But if that's how the prophecy was supposed to be filled, that means he just really got picked randomly. In reality, if you think about it, Judas really was just, you know, having a bad day. Like, I don't want to say he was having a bad day. Like, he just, he had bad luck. And I don't believe in bad luck. That's why I want to say bad luck. But out of that could have been anybody. If it weren't Judas to do it, it would have just been somebody else who had done it because that's what God intended to happen in order to fulfill the prophecy of Jesus' life. So does that mean that that person is responsible? Or does that mean that's exactly what God wanted? It's so, I don't, I don't, it's like, it's a lot of things that's plaguing my heart because I really feel like, you know, then that means that, you know, Judas' life really wasn't, significant to God it really wasn't that significant to God I mean a lot of people will say well no not over Jesus's life of course but the thing you need to understand is God in the Bible it says God does not see Jesus as better than any one of us he does not treat him better than us he does not show favorites but also in the Bible it says that Esau he hated but Jacob he loved and that sounds like favorite favorites to me. It's a lot of contradicting things in the Bible, and I'm it's and, and the thing is, I you could say what what makes you think this all of a sudden? Where'd you come? Where are you coming from? Are you just having a bad day? No, the thing is, I've been reading the Bible and trying to get to the end of it, so that I can you know, I can officially say for sure, you know, after knowing everything, how I feel about it, and it's I'm not reading it thinking you know I want to hate it. I'm reading it thinking I want to love it. I want to believe all of this stuff. I want to believe this is the truth. I want to accept this knowledge and place it on my life. But the more that I read it and the more that I try and do that, I really see that, you know, it's, you know, like a lot of stuff I just do not agree with. I don't know if I could ever agree with those things. So I'm thinking to myself, like, do I have to become the kind of person? Like, do I have to change who I am? Because it doesn't make sense that, you know, this is the kind of person that, you know, I've been my whole life. This is who I've been my whole life. This is who I am. And, you know, I would have to change that in order to fit into God's, you know, idea of who I'm supposed to be. But you made me like this. Why would you make me like this if I got to change this? Like, it just doesn't make sense. If God accepts us for who we are, then why do I have to change? Why do I have to change? And I'm not talking about change for the better, the good things that need, you know, that I can do to better myself. Like, for example, I would never agree with, you know, a man, you know, just having some the kind of authority over me where I don't even have authority over my own body. I would never agree with that. I would never agree with a lot of different things. I don't agree with the fact that, you know, you know, Sarah used her concubine at to, to just give her give her to Abraham to have children. Then they then they tossed her into the wilderness and that was okay with God. I mean, actually the Bible says that it wasn't. I'm not gonna lie and make things up. The Bible actually says that it wasn't okay with God. That's why he, you know, he came to her, you know, servant side. But and he made sure that her child was okay, but right when it was about to die in the wilderness. But still, you know, he allowed that to happen. I mean, it wasn't of him. Actually, at the same time, you know, Sarah, Sarah did that on her own. And that's why, you know, 
he had looked down on them about that. But it's like, that's not even my main example. It's so many different examples I have for like just the, the messed up stuff in the Bible where it feels like a lot of times, you know, favorites are being shown. Like clearly favorites are being shown. Like I've battled with the fact that, you know, maybe it feels like God is showing favoritism towards me because in reality, like, how can you say I don't show favoritism? I love everybody equally. And then you place me in this position where, you know, in rea- like clearly everybody's mad because you're showing favorites, favoritism towards me. That's really what it's about. But the thing is, it's like at the same time, I'm also in this position only because of God. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, I showed up praying. For some reason, I fit some sort of, you know, description of whoever they were looking for. Which still, at the same time, I also feel like it it really wasn't me. It really it really isn't me like they're they're just lazy. They're tired of looking or they're afraid they'll really find her. That's what I felt like, like. It could possibly be me. Maybe you're right. How do I know? I don't even know the standards you're looking for her. I don't even know the description of the girl you're looking for. I just know that doesn't, it don't feel right. I just know it don't feel right. What it feel like? It feel like, you know, it feel like you rushing. It feel like you thirsty. It feel like you are up to something. And anybody who's really looking for somebody and really trying to find her, you know, they're not rushing. They're not thirsty. I mean, they're thirsty. Maybe thirsty, but they're definitely cautious because the last thing you want to do is, you know, make it somebody else and that really not be that person. Then what happens? You ruin everything. You know, I thought it was them, you know, and the thing is, it's like, I don't, you know, at this point, I don't know what it even is that they're looking for me for. It could be this. It could be that. It could be a million dollars. It could be a billion dollars. It could be, you know, queen of the world. Who cares? It doesn't matter if it's not me. It doesn't matter if it's not me. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, yeah, let me just go along with the fact that it's me. You don't know what you signed up for. And then at the same time, if it's really not you, what happens to you? Then what about getting your hopes up, thinking it is you, and then they find out who find who it really is? You think they won't switch you out in a second? Because it wasn't you. I don't want that. That's not me. And I feel like that's a, it's a setup. It's a setup to try and, you know, I think more than anything, I may fit some of the descriptions. Or I may fit the description almost, if not mostly. And the rest of it, they're not, they're being lazy about. The rest of it, they're not, you know, either they're tired of waiting, they are anxious, whatever, or they're just up to something. And I, I would say that, you know, I feel like this theory, you know, it's this theory that where it's like, you know, Really, in reality, what what the problem probably probably is is the fact that you know they want to make it seem like they found the person that's not really all the way that person, so that this person can ruin whoever is looking for his idea of this person, so that they can all so they can be like you know wait this is the person this you know this is not what I thought it was gonna be I give up I, you know and just quit and give up and then the person that they really supposed to find is really out there. They never find. It's some wicked plan to keep them from having this person. To keep whatever is really supposed to happen or really supposed to go from happening. I don't think it's me. 
I think the person that it really is is out there. And whoever this is that's behind this wicked, this wicked person that's behind this, they're trying to keep that, that person from really getting their destiny. They're not only trying to keep the person that, you know, the girl that is from keep getting their destiny. They're trying to keep the person that's really, they're really supposed to be for from getting their destiny. They're just wicked all the way around. And you're not about to use me for that. Why did you have to pick me out of all people? Couldn't it have been somebody else that was almost as almost as close to that person that you could have decided to do that with? I don't wish this on nobody, but still, leave me alone. And then it feels like this whole time they're trying to fit me into this. I this they're 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 trying to fit me into this idea of this person. They're trying to fit me into this person. And if I were that person, you wouldn't have to fit me. I would just fit. So it's so frustrating to me because it's like it's like you know you are trying to make it seem as if you're living off of this fairy tale prophecy but in reality you're doing it in such a human way it's it can never be a fairy tale you're it's so many mistakes it's so many things wrong i don't know i can't say because i don't know what it is you're really base, basing it off of i don't know what you have i don't know what you're seeing i don't know what you're expecting it to be so i might i might be completely off i might not even know what it really is is going on i just know that when you found me you said it's her and that was based off of me praying but i do remember a word that i got a few minutes after that which was you know nobody else prays here and what makes you so sure and something just felt really off about it something felt so off it felt like you're ignoring certain things and you're up to something like you're hoping i'm not even you know smart enough to even put stuff together so that you can, you know, keep playing puppet master. And so that you can continue on with your wicked plan. And once I'm starting to figure things out, you know, you're just, I think you only pick me because you feel like I am, you know, supposed to be easily controlled. Which means I probably might be the right person. You know, I probably am the right person, but not in that way. I'm the right person because... For some reason, you thought that you was going to get another person who will, you know, who's greedy. Who's who's greedy and willing to ignore, you know, all red flags in order to, you know, benefit from it in some way. I don't give up. I don't care what you got. I don't care what you're doing. You can buy. Please take that somewhere else because my life was fine before you got here. What makes you think that I read the Bible for fun? Please, please disperse because it's like. It's frustrating to me that, you know, not even that I could possibly be going through all of this for no reason. Because at the same time, like I said, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I don't even want this to happen to the girl it actually is. If this is what's meant for her, you know, I, you know, I hope that this is getting exposed so that it has never happened and never reaches her. Really. She don't even deserve this. Really. But in reality, it's like, it's, it's I don't know. It's sad. It's really sad because, you know, I'm feeling like, you know. A lot of this stuff is it's like it's something is up. Something is up. Something is really up and you know I I come out with what's really wrong with this and I say what's really wrong with this and everybody is like attacking me. Why would you attack me for thinking? Unless you don't want me to figure out what's really going on. 
And it feels so it feels like that's definitely the main goal is to get, keep me from figuring out the what's really happening. Because once I figure out the real, you know, everything blows up in their face. And it's frustrating to me because it's like, you know, it's been go- I don't know how long it's been going on, but I just it feels like it's been going on for way too long where people are getting too comfortable. And it's killing me because, you know, if I really am the person, then let that be. You know, if I really am the person that, that this supposed to, that this is really meant for because God don't make mistakes. That's one thing. You might have made one, but God don't. If I really am the person, you know, then it I don't know. It feels like it's it's really all of this necessary. If it's all this is necessary, I feel like, you know, why would I be going going in circles and why is all this weird stuff happening? It feels like, you know, something something should, I don't know, something should be different. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, I also was going to talk about how, you know, if this is really God, then, you know, why does it feel like it's blasphemy? Why does it feel blasphemous? Like, the fact that God showed up and it was supposed to be such a love, like, it was supposed to be such a strong love. You know, I I felt this this love, and it really felt like it was real. It really did feel like it was real, like a very a really really strong love, but like a romantic love. And I was blocking it off because I know that you know, the thing is, I would not you know be having. I do not want to you know sh- like you know. I don't want to make it like it's a romantic love, and then it be Satan, you know, with his sexual immorality and perversion. So I'm not going to even go down that route. And if it's ever that route, then God's going to have to, you know, make that happen magically because I'm just not about to be tricked into that, period. And I think that that's the smartest thing I could ever do. You know, how easy is it for somebody to convince you that it's, you know, some type of romantic love thing or something? You know, that's that's how people manipulate people's emotions around here. I'm not stupid. I'm not dumb. You're not about to manipulate my emotions. You're not about to manipulate my life in order to ruin it. That's how people's lives get ruined. Based off of manipulation of love. Bye. I don't need it. And at the same time, it's like God's love has never been, been felt like that or been that way all the way up until this point. I've never felt God's love like that ever. Like it doesn't mean that it's not him. But it just never was that kind of love. It was a, such a pure love. Such a... Even if it's a romantic love, it's not a perverted romance. It's not a perverted romantic love. God's love is pure. You could never understand it unless you've experienced it. And that was just a human outlook on what I feel like it should have been. And even still, you like, I'm not stupid to just believe anything. So, like, I feel like that would be an insult to myself. Believing that, you know, that can even be, you know, snuck past me. No. See, it was, it definitely was something that made me, you know, really believe. It definitely was something to the to the extent that made me really feel like, you know, maybe this could really be true, of course. But at the same time, like after, you know, things that I'm, that's being revealed to me, things that I'm seeing, I don't know. I really don't know because it's like the whole time I, I spent, uh, last year I spent the whole year trying to deny everything that was going on and then God manifests, Right. And when he manifested, he said nothing about that. When he manifested, he exposed lies. When he manifested, he exposed the truth. So, 
with that being said you know I, I really could keep it simple i really could keep it 100 percent simple and say that's just all it is and i haven't had an issue doing that since but one thing i also you know notice is that keeping keeping myself thinking and not ruling out certain things and just being able to you know just not not even think all the way accept it but just hold things until i get further information on it being investigative has helped me to know and learn certain things that i would have otherwise never known that they would have otherwise never have exp- let me let me figure out plenty of things so it's like it's being investigative is actually helping me get better clues and get closer to what's really going on I have to stay being investigative as hard as it is because I'm being jumped by so many different people who don't even want me to think. They're jumping me all day, all night so that they can keep me from thinking. So I get to the point where I'm like, oh, what's the point of thinking? So that they can get anything over on me. It's sad that we live in a world where they, this has to even like this is really the kind of lifestyle people are living. And this is what really people what people are really doing like really willing to do like i mean i don't what happened to you know being noble what happened to courage like what why is everybody so cowardly why is everybody a coward why why are there so many cowards you know i don't i don't get it like i can't imagine I mean, if you're a coward, you're a coward, but you don't want better for your children. You don't want better for the generation to come. You don't want to even see somebody be courageous. Like, I don't understand it. I really don't. Like, but it it just feels like, you know, that's also another reason why God don't make mistakes. Because, you know, I must be the only courageous person in this whole place. I must be the only courageous person. If somebody said they're courageous, I can't tell. I really can't tell. And it's frustrating, you know. But another thing I've been thinking about is just like how much of a scam and how much of a sham this really is. Because everybody's telling me all these different things and all this different stuff that's going on. But at the same time, it's like, why is this, you know, possible? How are you here? You know, you can say everything. You're saying all this different stuff and a lot of it is turning out to be a lie. So it's like, I don't know what to believe. But how are you able to be here? You know, and I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it. But I just do know that um, as far as, you know, as far as, as far as, you know, it really goes, I just feel like I'm, I'm, you know, trying to, I'm trying to figure this out and it feels like, you know, at the only time really so much was really happening and working and things are breaking off of me was when I believed that this was the Lord. And if this really is the Lord, then was that the Lord as well who are trying who was trying to, you know, convince me that, you know, this is a, you know, relationship. And it is a relationship. It's always a relationship with God. But just like this is, you know, he's wants to, he wants to marry me. I can marry God, etc. Like I just remember even one day somebody said, you're not going to marry God. You can never marry God. And I was just like, you know, you're probably right, actually. That I don't know if I even believe that, really. And I was just about to, like, really just 100% let that go. And then they got rebuked. I heard them screaming out. Like, they sound like, you know, they were in hell. And I don't know what 
type of you know black magic or what's really capable because it does say in the last days satan will pose as an angel of light it's feeling like that's definitely the case here i do remember truly accepting jesus into my heart things broke off of my heart and you know everything for a second had stopped everything for a second had you know completely come to an end for just a second but I did not focus in on that because I was being told that, you know, lies, a bunch of lies. You can save yourself, but you won't be able to save your family. If you have the chance to save your family, you should keep going. And just a bunch of different lies that was keeping me, you know, bound to this belief. If I wasn't believing these lies, I would have been gone. If I wasn't actually being selfless, I would have been gone. So I'm trying to understand, like, what does God really want from me? Do he, does he want me to be selfish? Did he, does he want me to not care about nobody? Does he want me to be selfish? Because that's the only way I could have avoided this situation. So at this point, is it God? Because at the same time, why would God want me to suffer so much? But... I don't know, you know, I at this point, I, I, I said this a billion times. I almost wish I was selfish. But, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Because like I said in a previous episode, which I don't want to let these witches keep making it seem like I'm going back on everything that I just said in a previous episode. I know that they're they're really loving that. That's really what they're getting their kicks out of. But, um how I feel about it is, you know, yet still, wherever it is that somebody is doing or is, you know, working on doing a hundred percent, like 24 seven in my life, whatever it is that they think they're doing, it's always coming back on them 10 times harder. So you're definitely suffering way more than I'll ever suffer. So that does make me feel a little better, you know, knowing that, you know, you're, you know, you're losing either way it go because you decided to be that person. Like, you should have decided to be the person that, you know, mind your business. You should have decided to be the person that focused on your own relationship with God. You should have been the type of person that you should have decided to be noble and courageous instead of cowardly. You should have decided to be, you know, God's child. That's what you should have decided to be. And so I know you're suffering so much more and I will ever suffer, ever but yet still, I do wish you the best. Like, I hope, you know, it doesn't kill you. I hope, like, you know, you come out of that eventually and is able to see because the worst thing you could ever do is die ignorant. But, you know, I can't, you know, I can't control that. I could just hope that you somehow come out of that. And maybe this is what that's for because maybe you haven't had an example, you know, up until now. Maybe you don't know what it, what you haven't known the steps to do that. You don't know what it's like to do that. You don't know what it, you know, you have, you are afraid of what it would take. So now you see what it takes and you can be less afraid. You can be more courageous and you can do what's necessary. I don't know. But if you really think that you're doing something, you're winning. And I know that you're really losing. I know that you're really suffering. I know that you really like the thing is, it's so obvious, you know, even if you don't necessarily believe in God or believe what he's saying, like anybody who has to go to this great length to try and oppress you or hurt you or do anything in your life to make you look some type of way is suffering so bad. Their lives are really, you know, not that great. Like they probably hate their lives more than you would. They could ever make you hate yours. So. 
you know, I just wish that people, I hope and pray that people come out of that because I know what that's like. I know what that's like to be so miserable and so bitter that you, you know, you, you, you have to attack someone else's life and their happiness and different things that they're trying to do. But I've just never seen it to this extent where, you know, all I do is try and pray. It's not like I'm out flaunting in your face, but I guess me praying and me being who I am to God is flaunting it in your face. Was flaunting it in someone's face, definitely Satan's face. But um, if you're of Satan, like I feel so bad for you because it's like it, you know he doesn't want anything good for you. You know he doesn't. He know he does. You know he don't care. You know he don't care. And you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like it's 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 weird. It's weird that you gotta learn the hard way. It's weird that you know. It seemed like that's not even enough. You're too hard-necked, and you're going to fall into the trap that you are setting. And I pray that everything work out for you, though.